You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix Club. And welcome to season two of the of the Phoenix Pod. Oh, we call it this. Are we still calling call it the Phoenix Pod? Yeah, it's just like the the thing you name for it. Okay, okay. Yeah, this would normally be the time where I do uh, my uh, Phoenix Pod intro, but I don't know. It doesn't doesn't seem right doing it for sort of like the season that we're going to be going to be covering. I think I'll just sort of keep that to. Sort of just maybe for when we do Phoenix Nights, I reckon, because I don't want it to wear out. War, uh, wear out its welcome. No, that's absolutely fine. So, and of course, your host once again, AXC, joined by Man from the RED podcast, and of course, the singer of well, the the introdu- introductionist, the compare, yeah, to season one of the Phoenix Pod is Lewis Ogden. Hello. <laughs> Yes, uh, it's just a two-man power trip uh, combination tonight, rather than the uh, the usual three MB that we usually have, because uh, <laughs> all stupid, sexy Flinders has uh, come down with a bit of a bit of a bug. So uh, he wasn't well he, enough to record he did, tonight. He did tell me though. Uh, he was. He told me in between whilst drying his hands at the hand dryer, and all he finished with was with, was uh, covered in piss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm hoping he threw in, he got the all clear in though, you never know. <laughs> well, he'll know, when he get, he'll, he'll, he'll know when he'll get the results in the gold envelope. <laughs> you know. Specifically through Booper. <laughs> On talent track night. <laughs> oh dear. So yes, we are here for season two, but rather than looking at season two of the Phoenix, of Phoenix Nights, we are taking a trip back to 1998 for the pilots of uh, a show which is pretty much only known as that P2K thing. Mm. Actually titled so because they were trying to think of a name for it, and his mates just said, well, whatever you call it, people would call it that P2K thing. So, mm. hence mm. the name. A little, little bit of a trivia here. Um, the original broadcast of this pilot episode... It came out a day before my fifth birthday. Ah. It's showing your ears now, though. It's a lack of. Oh, I know. (laughs) Well, compared to other people that we have in our little podcast community, yes. (laughs) Well, you are the baby of the group, as we say. Mm Mm-hmm. I am. So, so for those unaware, that Peter K thing was a series of six spoof documentaries in the style of uh, airline uh, cruise ship, was it called? Well, the, no, the cruise for Jay McDonald. And I was, I was thinking it was quite like, um, oh, what was that? 
what was that then that air um airport program was it was it airline Airline, yeah, that's the one. Was it airline? Because I, yeah. I kept thinking it was um, come fly with me, but that's a different <laughs> show entirely. <laughs> oh, it would be a completely different show if it was. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I, I watched this episode with the audio commentary, and uh, Peter says himself, like he said, he wanted it to be in the style of like Victoria Wood when she used to do different characters and stuff. But then when when he pitched the idea, he's like, I want it to be like airline, like the cruise and all that sort of thing. So it's a sort of mm-hmm. pseudo documentary almost what in his style of spoof. So um, the original it's, series aired, and sort of what um, the office became. Yeah, pretty much in, yeah. A, in a way. So the original series aired in two thousand, shown on Channel Four. Uh, this was done in nineteen ninety eight. Uh, it aired on the 6th of November? Uh, 9th. 9th of November, even, sorry, yeah. Uh, as part of a, a, show, a series called Comedy Lab on Channel 4, which was, like, showcased new ideas. That's why like, Jimmy Carr got his first appearance on TV, and it was also where they found the piloted Trigapi and Phone Jacker, oh, amongst okay. others. So... And, of course, the series was also... It was written by Peter K. D. Sp- Dave Spikey, even. Uh, Neil Fitzmaurice and Gareth Hughes it was directed by Andrew Gilman. The main series itself was directed by, uh, narrated even, sorry, by Andrew Sachs, but Peter Kay directed the pilot episode, which is The Services, which we're going to look at today. Hmm. Yeah, uh, back when both um, Peter Kay and uh, Paddy McGuinness, who does make a very brief cameo in this episode, when they were wee nippers of the age of 25. So. Yeah, makes you feel incredibly old. Considering that both of them are 46 at the moment, it uh, <laughs> gives you an indicator of how long it's been. Oh, it's, it's mad, considering Paddy's haircut in this as well. Mm. <laughs> like a reject from Take That or something like Boys Own or whatever. <laughs> like. <laughs> I've just had a thought. It's sort of... It... <laughs> I've just had a thought. The hair he's sporting here, I kept thinking, is he wearing a wig? <laughs> <laughs> this must have been oh, weird okay. when he was going down there. you going bald face. <laughs> he must have come on quick because what, what was Phoenix Nights a year? I think they filmed Phoenix Nights like two years later. So. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're going bald. No. <laughs> Uh, funnily enough as well from other trivia it nearly ended up being set in a supermarket this episode uh, he said in Peter K says in the commentary they, they were looking at doing a service station but Channel 4 was like can you film it in London and they asked around they went apparently around every service station asking because they're all like franchise or whatever they're run by like private companies they, they all said no and apparently in all of the UK there's only two independently run service stations and one of the ones that is is the one that he lives right near which they filmed at near Bolton which is first I think isn't it it's the it's the uh, the brand because I think I swear that's the um, that's sort of like the strip logo that's uh, at the top of the the road sign saying that there's services ahead uh, I believe so yeah I think it is yeah so I've I've been past it and been in it so God knows how many times so. 
I'm going to have to go there one day and just stand there outside the thing and just like, look, here's where they film that Peter Kay thing. <laughs> just go on, just set up a little store. Excuse me, sir, are you interested in uh... <laughs> ARC? Oh, God. You call it AXC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you interested in AXC roadside services? Please, God, no. <laughs> not, after, not after some of the stuff I heard coming coming out of his mouth. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get to him shortly. Mm. So uh, we open the episode with a female character driving towards the services, uh, later revealed to be General Manager Pearl Harmon. Uh, pretty much discussing home is where the heart is, and my heart is in the services. Should should mention that like a lot of these characters, given that it is the pilot, are played by Peter K. So, oh yeah, I, I meant to count, but I, I pretty much forgot. But um, there's at least like five or six characters that he plays in this one episode. I mean, I can, uh, I can think. You got general manager, you've got the um, bloke from Chorley FM. You've got the Irish lad who is the cleaner, Matthew. Uh, yeah. Matthew. Uh, you've got uh, Alan, who is the bloke outside doing this sort of like the breakdown recovery ad much like AA, RAC may do um, and then there was uh, oh what's his name uh, coach driver Utah Utah. I don't know it was Craig oh, well, yeah. Utah's my worst name real name's Craig <laughs> but they, See, they also they reveal on the commentary he's actually called Johnny Utah Ah, so. okay, right. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's he plays five characters overall in this in this one pilot. I'm yeah. just trying to think, just trying to think if there's anybody else that I might have missed out. Well, I, I thought there was he plays another character, but it's not. It's actually someone else. But I'll I'll cover that when we come to it. So um, yeah, uh, Pearl pulls into the services. As she pulls in, she's like driving past the actual building. She says the windows need to wipe down. I'll tell young Matthew, and then she finishes with her pottery's move. Filthy. <laughs> <laughs> but also with these been docu- like almost like spoof documentaries, there's sort of like you've got the narration as well, rather than just the sort of seeing it as it goes on or whatever, like with like Phoenix Nights, whereas I think this pretty much the entire series has the narration, but this episode was done by Peter Kay himself, because it was 1998. And mm. he says we couldn't afford he said it was filmed on no budget, so we couldn't really afford to get one else to do it. <laughs> um, I noticed with sort of like the intro, um, one, it was very saxophone heavy, and mm-hmm. two, it was sort of like very, very early, early Top Gear slash Clarkson car years mm. sort of style that it was done. I was just sort of like, yeah, that is, you can tell it's a, it's a show made in the 90s. <laughs> well, I said people which describe me just like even pallet, I think we're going to use like, oh yeah, spent some money on them graphics there, didn't you? He's like, yeah, none. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the narrator reveals that Pearl has been the GM at the services for the past four years. And as she enters, we see a, a lad called Brian with a floor buffer. And as she walks past, she said, you missed a bit, Brian. <laughs> and he gives that look of like I know 
And then we have more narration of it. It's, not, it's just another day, but not for local DJ. Paul Leroy of Chorley FM. <laughs> Completely pat sharp mullet. Our, our second piece of K uh, played character. <laughs> you should have been like, take a shot every time you see a Peter, Peter K character in this series and just see how many we can get through. <laughs> so, um, a strange tidbit Chorley FM was actually created for the show. Okay. So. Oh. And it's I'm, I'm assuming that it like actually became a proper like local radio station. It probably. became a proper radio station in 2006. The, oh, the, okay. A real Chorley FM began, which apparently uh, caused a bit of I don't know if it was conflict or it was there was there was problems I believe either way from what I've read into it. Right. Okay. Uh, but like Peter K says, and he said, "Oh, this." Just like came up with the name like Charlie FM because it sounds naff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, Paul Roy is there trying to get attention for the station so they can get an FM license, even though they're already called Charlie FM. Mm, but he's, he's so, so he's basically set up his DJ decks, pretty much sort of like DJ decks that you would normally see at sort of like your bog standard wedding reception, and. The, the, the thing is, like, he's... I don't know whether he's set himself up or they've specifically marked this this area of the car park, but it's, like, right at the back of the car park. The, there is a... Uh, oh, is it like the yeah, air? Is it the arse end of the car park? So he's, he's a good... Probably, like, half a mile away near enough to from the, the actual entrance, even though so you'd yeah. think he'd be right at the front, but he's not. Mm. Which is it stems back to something that actually happened that Peter saw. <laughs> he saw this happen. The guy was apparently really bitter about it, so he's like, "Oh, it's really funny. That's so going to put it in my show." <laughs> <laughs> but he does actually. He goes into complain. Gives like they get like some sort of bullshit excuse as to why he can't be nearer, which right. we'll cover. <laughs> um, so uh, we end up in the office. It's revealed to be eight o'clock in the morning, and the team are gathered for the morning meeting. <laughs> Pearl informed the staff that Channel 4 are in from London doing the documentary. Seeing all that, how, how we work and all that sort of thing. And then we have uh, Alison, which is Sean Gibson of Car Share fame, and Phoenix Knight as young Mary. Yeah, that's, that's, which I didn't know. Well, I... I... Upon Paul's request, I went and I binge-watched all of Car Share. Mm. Um, and I remember just sort of like... While I was watching it, just sort of like focusing on the act- actress who played Kaylee, and it was literally a case of I've seen her before, but where do I know her from? And then it was literally a case of like looking it up. It was like bloody hell, she was young Mary in Phoenix. Nice. It's like however not, how was that not sort of clocked? Yeah, it's quite quite interesting that like as far back as sort of like late nineteen ninety eight, she's been working for this long in some contacts with Peter Kay. Yeah, definitely. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's, I didn't even realise she was young married, so I, I looked on IMDb today, to be fair. So. And I think she also popped up later on in one of the other that Peter Kay thing episodes, but that's right. for another time. So, um, yeah, Alison's caught chewing. Which is... <laughs> Pearl's, Pearl, like, literally, <laughs> like a school teacher, just sort of, like, in the bin. 
Put it in. She also says, oh, it's that nails the chalkboard, that. <laughs> Do you remember our conversation we had yesterday or something? And then, uh, so she does that, and then she's, so for some randomly, she's like, it's my day off. It's like, what's that got to do with you chewing? <laughs> but then Pearl sort of reminds her, she's like, you're in, because you're a team player, and also Adina's phoned in sick with a water infection. <laughs> so we cut to, we cut to a former RAC employee, Alan McClarty, who's setting up his own recovery service, the ARC. <laughs> But as I noticed, the first line that he says, he says something like, uh, oh, do you want one of these? There's that random woman walking past now. I was like, I'm sure that's Max. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I initially thought it was at first. But then, you know, as like Alan gets more dialogue, you sort of, you realise that, oh, it's it seems to be sort of like if Max were sort of like, well, I don't know. I don't know what accent he's going for. Sort of like a Scottish accent, or it's. I I thought it was more Irish because he, he the problem with Peter Kay is he always tries to if he tries to do like anything Scottish or anything like that he always comes out Irish. Well, like, no. Well, I know sort of like the. I know what Peter Kay's Irish sounds like because you get that with a different character mm. later on in the episode, and also like when he's doing his stand up. Because it's like, I swear his mum's Irish or she's got like an Irish accent because that's literally all he, all he does in his stand-up. And he'll always, make the, uh, joke, all, he'll always make the joke of whenever he's starting, he's sort of like, why is she Irish? <laughs> but then he just carries on. He's, um, I think he was he was raised uh, Irish Catholic. Uh, and so it sort of just factored in, but he's like, <laughs> as he always says, he's like, she put, he puts an Irish accent when you're doing an impression of him. He's like, you're not even Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's accents are hard to place with this one because he he goes a bit max and then he goes a bit sort of just normal Peter with a deep voice, but then he's trying to do this accent but with a deep voice as well at the same time. Mm. So you get kind of it's a bit lost in translation yeah. sort it's of thing. Bit, it's a bit jarring at times, really. Yeah, but then he's also stood there. It's like another very early Peter K joke. Oh, it's that fine rain soaks you right through. Yeah. <laughs> I was with the RAC for 14 years. Uh, so we're back in the office. We just catch the end of some health and save out a fuse. I might get too hot. Which finishes with put a blanket over it. <laughs> uh, so then Pearl asks any questions, and Terry, aka Paddy McGuinness, asks oh, me yes. to sign off for this. <laughs> he just makes reference to like, the cameras being there <laughs> for his reason. <laughs> for asking for time and a half. But then he mentions about, oh, equi- equity rights in there. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we cut back to Paul Leroy, he's advertising. <laughs> this, this one got me. He's like, oh, we've got three prizes up for grabs. You can win a foot spa, a health spa, or a £20 match from your local spa. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to wear Sparrow is a local shop, like corner shop or like uh, convenience shop in the UK for us. Do you know what? That didn't even click to me until you just said like local Spark and was like, I get it. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> oh, this is what I, I listened to and I was like, 
What a cool spa. So I wound it back, watched it again. I was like, he definitely means like the corner shop spa because it's like 1998. So, <laughs> <laughs> but then, so he starts playing my favourite wasted time by Owen Paul. He starts doing sort of like some random little dad dancing. Mm. And then as, as we view him behind from a distance, <laughs> Terry appears close up with a flag in his mouth and asks, who's that dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so we see a cameraman enter the toilets and he finds Stuart, student Matthew Kelly mopping. He's in the final year of his drama degree or performing arts, performing arts degree or something. Mm. Uh, cameraman slips and Ke- Matthew Kelly starts laughing, saying, "Hey, don't you be suing me." <laughs> I've just realised Matthew Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing with the name evidently came from, but he said it's not. He say he, he says at one point, like, "I didn't base the character on stars in your eyes, Matthew Kelly." So, well, no, no, but he's probably just nicked the he's probably just nicked the name from it. I mean. <laughs> You could say the same thing about the, the Keith Lard character. Mm, yeah, true. To be honest. Uh, so, yeah, Matthew's frustra- frustrated with the job, and as he nip- pokes his head into one toilet, and he's like, look at that. Actually, don't don't go in there. Don't go in there. <laughs> why, why can't people flush, <laughs> filthy <laughs> bastards? It smells like a rotten Alsatian. <laughs> so then we cut to Pearl, who's in the, the in her office on the phone, discussing the filming. Yeah, Channel 4's here. Yeah, big like it, big time. Mm, check me out on the cover of Cosmo. <laughs> Wasn't it the ad? Doesn't she also mentioned um, the fact of uh, yeah, they could, could possibly end up on the cover of Radio Times. That's the one. Yeah, it's like it's Radio Times, and she's like, yeah, I might get a talk show. Mm, yeah, Kilroy and all that sort of thing. <laughs> But then she sees the camera, the camera's watching, and she just sort of slowly closes the door. <laughs> so then we cut to Alison, who's chopping and prepping whilst having a moan that Adina never does it. And it's thrown in with a water infection, yet without the night before the Hendo, apparently. Mm. So. Convenient. And she, and she was also Ill, Ill the week before, but she was spotted out night in a nightclub down, doing the Macarena. <laughs> but she had a phone up with a bad leg or something and walked in with a, a sick note. No, stinking a tea in her ear. <laughs> but Alison's like, oh, she better she should laminate that sick note. <laughs> uh, so then we're back in the toilets with Matthew, Matthew discussing how he still hates the job. And then he says, oh, I'm ratty. I've been, I've been up all night learning lines. I'm tired. Which is literally just a bit of a throwaway point to put Paul Leroy. In the car park by himself, playing. I think they're alone now. Yeah, I was. I was about to say, is this the bit where he's playing that song? Still no. Still nobody around. It's, it's more the fact it land. It's it's purposely playing from the significant line of. I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Really the does. car park's completely empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then that's where he's like, oh, I've had enough of this, and he goes in to speak to Pearl. Just as the car, a coach pulls up and blocks his stand. <laughs> so uh, the coach pulls up, as we're told by the driver, who's like, you know, looks like he's come straight from a, a country and western show. He's come, straight, ten- he's, come, he's come straight from Wild West now. 
Or he's very, very, uh, very much looking forward to it because he's about two years off. <laughs> uh, we're stopping for ten minutes, and ten minutes only. So not be getting a meal. <laughs> and then he makes the case of just going under twelve guys. Dees, dees minutes for, for <laughs> everyone who's French. Stretch your pantalons. <laughs> But he also has not bring on any cans of pop. They can roll under the pedals and cause a major road accident. <laughs> oh dear! But there's an interesting tidbit with with uh, this this character because uh, Paddy asked him on the commentary. He said, "Oh, he's like you not thought I was like doing more with him?" And he says, "Oh, he said uh, people have asked me that. He said I should do more with Utah and Paul Leroy." He said, "But he said but Utah is essentially matchy longer." Yeah, I was about to say, it's just sort of, if you've never watched that Peter Kay thing, but you have seen um, Phoenix Nights, um, you just literally look, think of think of Max, if he was actually part of like Wild West Night and not actually on the doors. Um, and just think of him with sort of like a bit more of an extravagant twirly moustache and sort of like long hair tied up with a ponytail. <laughs> And that's pretty much like Craig or Utah. His, <laughs> his, his wild west out. name. Is his wild west name. <laughs> so, well, back with Alan, who seems to be going off the rails a bit, and he's saying that they should hang Joy Riders and bring back capital punishment. <laughs> hang people on the national lottery when the body drops. That sets the balls rolling. <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, he's trying to offer leaflets to people as he enter. One bloke says no, and he stops someone in the coat. Excuse me, sir. It's a woman. Oh, sorry, love. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns back around and goes, oh, fuck that up, eh? <laughs> uh, then we see Paul Leroy exiting the, the services, saying, oh, she's giving me some shit about environmental health. <laughs> And in the in the window as Paul Leroy's walking past is um would you say that it's someone dressed up as like the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz? Just it's, sort of uh, sat, sat in the window frame? Yeah, it's a lion in a bear costume or something. Mm. Uh <laughs> but they're just sort of sat there by like the little fireman Sam like ride on thing for the kids. Yeah. He's just like he just like casually like takes takes a uh, drag from a fag. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that this character was actually meant to have more uh, more showtime. But it was the cause it was uh, Neil Fitzmaurice, I think, who played the lion or the, the bear, uh, whatever, whatever. And there was a bit where he does actually have a bit of dialogue where he's at a payphone talking, and he's had a uh, kid with him, like. And uh, he says a line something like, oh, you, you better run, you little slag or something, because I'm coming for you. And this, the girl runs off, but she runs off too early. And Peter Kay wasn't there to see it being filmed. So when, when he watched it back and he was like, no, I can't use that now. It's like that she's, a, a timing was off or whatever. So just interesting little tidbit. Mm. So uh, <laughs> Paul spots the coach blocking his stand and goes back in to complain. But then <laughs> with the driver... Name's Utah. That's my Wild West name. Real name's Craig. 
You should probably make mention that Paul Roy goes back into the service station to to complain. But then the next shot that they cut to is like Craig in the driver's seat. So he could literally just like go, Paul could literally have just gone back and sort of, you know, the coach driver's right there instead of having to go in and complain to, to Paul. Yeah, can can so. you just shift your coach a bit, please? You're blocking my stand, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, well, Utah. He says with quotation fingers, it's like, oh, this girl took it out of me this morning. She had eight cigars for breakfast. <laughs> but then he said, he says, mentions, oh, I drive a sister sometimes as well. She's a she's a big girl as well. <laughs> but Dougie, Dougie's taking her to do a mystery tour. I instantly, uh, I instantly thought of Dougie Hayes when he brought up Dougie. I was sort of like, no, it won't be the same person, but I was just sort of like, yeah, it would have been nice. Well, it also sort of factors into his stand-up as well, because like he's, when he's on his, his, uh, his nine, the warden control flat, Dougie. he's like, hey, Dougie. <laughs> Dougie, the warden, <laughs> one control <laughs> flat in Bolton. Everything all right, this is good, everything all right, it's Dougie, it's Dougie. Do you want ambulance? Do you want ambulance? <laughs> Hey, you've got a wasp here, doggy. Big bugger. <laughs> so if we go back to Matthew, he's got a script and a fag in his hand. He's standing on some bins reciting monologues. Mm. As he's reciting, he climbs down off one and you just say, oh shit. <laughs> but he, he wanders over to a... There's like a bin behind him, like a massive cardboard bin. And he's just stood there casually like, yeah, how was that? <laughs> Then uh, it's oh, it's meant to be a Greek tragedy, but the, the, the director wants to update it to sixties gangland London. And he goes off on something about costumes, and he wants us all in cashmere and and uh, something else. Is that we'll be looking for get duffel coats? <laughs> so then uh, we're back on the coach. Utah is going up and up into the coach, counting people. And uh, there's a couple sat behind you there. Yeah. <laughs> so we tray before in cafe. <laughs> you literally hear like every single passion on board just go, oh God. <laughs> then there's Utah, so he's like, give, give him an inch. <laughs> you give him an inch, they take advantage. So. Uh... <laughs> Alan's trying to stop people to discuss the ARC. He'd barely legible at one point, as the guy says to him, he's like, you speak say that in English? But it's still barely legible. I'd advantage to translate it as, can I interest you in some ARC road insurance? <laughs> the guy says, no, I'm all right, thanks. Alan goes, all right, cheers, and turns to the camera and says, fucking smart ass." <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to to Utah. He's just sat waiting and just randomly snorts. And uh, oh, he's best to up. I've got a pickle with Barnsley at one. <laughs> so then uh, we see the lion costume out front with balloons and a charity box, but no one's stopping to donate. But the narrator quickly quips that the only the only missing the missing tourist is the most trouble that we caused today. 
Uh, then back to Utah, we catch the end of a joke, which seems to be like another trademark Peter Kayism. <laughs> so it says to it, it's blowjob or no job. <laughs> and then someone in the back just sort of like points out the fact of like, uh, that couple, is that them getting on that National Express coach? And like, you are. And he looks over and you can sort of like see see like a couple getting onto the coach like right next to it. And Utah just goes, oh, balls to this, can't be bothered. <laughs> and just drives it's, off. Uh, what was it? He says, oh, bollocks to this, come on, we're going. <laughs> they can make their own way to Windermere. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're driving off, they've just got like literally a shot of the side of the bus as the bus is going. And then as the bus is sort of like leaving, you can hear sort of like um, the music come back from Paul Leroy's <laughs> DJ DJ set. And it's, uh, I can see clearly now the rain is, rain is gone. But <laughs> Paul Leroy comes, comes in halfway through and replaces rain with coach. So it's, I can see clearly now the coach has gone. <laughs> it's already the sort of throws it in there though, just popping on those, the coach is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just flick, flicks, the, flicks the V's as it's going as it's leaving and that's that's the end of part one <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> to be fair though some of it are on like small bits mm. like well, it's, that's the thing it's sort of like it's the same episode length as you'd get from your normal like Phoenix Nights episode, mm. but it's it's literally one of those that is sort of like it cuts from because there's so many people like dotted out through so many characters that are sort of focused on throughout the episode. You're literally cutting from shot to shot to shot to shot to shot. To shot. Mm. It's like trying to watch a like wrestling show directed by Vince Russo. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> less said about him the better well exactly yeah <laughs> but you get my point yeah so uh, we jump to part two as the narrator chimes in with it it's one o'clock in the services Pearl is on the phone <laughs> discussing coaches and a French couple <laughs> he's on the phone with um, some uh, some bloke who's based up in uh, Lancaster the Lancaster service. Uh, that's later that, on. Oh, is that later on? Yeah, this one's a previous. It's another call with not Sonia, it's someone else. But as she said, it, she said it's an MP, not my problem. <laughs> puts the phone down and goes bye bye. Puts the phone down again. <laughs> <laughs> but then she goes on to discuss. She's like, oh, if I if I had a pound for every time someone were left behind or someone was forgotten or whatever, I'd, I'd be a millionaire. I thought I'd make four quid alone this week. <laughs> so then we cut to Paul Leroy, chat, who's chatting about the 80s, or playing 80s even, sorry. But as he says, people say it was like the 60s, but it was the 80s. <laughs> and then I tell you, I, I, I fractured my femur at Pontins, Limbo Dallas, in 82. I spent four weeks in hospital and stumbled upon hospital radio. No, he, he he makes mention of sort of like the the FEMA break. He drove all the way, drove all the way home. It was like an eighty mile journey. Oh yeah, didn't, so, didn't even uh, didn't even realise it were a fracture. Yeah, something like that. Oh, six hour drive home. I thought it was wind. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I was a theme, a broken theme. We're going to be wind. <laughs> oh dear. But um, an interesting tidbit popped up in the commentary at this point, uh, as they were discussing when Paul Paul was doing a sort of monologue, and uh, Peter says he wrote most of his episode whilst on a plane and on holiday in Las Vegas <laughs> with his wife. Yeah. But he says, oh, yeah, we were sat in the hotel room and I was just rare writing scripts and one of the guys on the commentary was like, oh, but you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he said, oh, yeah, I got it finished. And then we had to, he's like, we had to, we was wandering around Las Vegas for like about half a day trying to find somewhere we could like fax, send this bloody fax or whatever. He said, we found this place, so I could send it to London. It cost me about $60. <laughs> Freaking hell, boy. But he said uh, came, it was two and a half days filming. He's like, oh, I got paid a thousand pound. But then Paddy McGuinness, I didn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, this this is the next part. Uh, Pearl's on the phone uh, discussing the French couple again. That's when she's talking to Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> but she's they're on the M6 now with the Plowmans <laughs> but then look I can't be held responsible for negligent coach drivers a French tourist who can't be told between brown and blue <laughs> and that's where she's like Gavin used to work here mopping, to- mopping toilets on the way before he went to Lancaster <laughs> but then she goes off on a random dis- random thing about we got stuck in a dispute once for eight hours <laughs> at the end of it they were setting fire to sheep <laughs> <laughs> So uh, another quick quip as we chat, jump over at Paul Leroy playing more eight as the dog wanders over. He doesn't seem to notice it straight away, and he just randomly shoes it away when he notices it. <laughs> <laughs> but then we jump back to Adam for doozy. With the RAC want me out of the picture, I was a patsy. Alan Harvey Oswald, that's what they called me. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time, the face didn't fit. It's like, right, okay. But then as he chimes in with, she was 15. Well, she's 15 and a half. So it's number six months. But she looked much older, especially wearing that badge. What? (laughs) It's at this point you sort of like, you you think to Alan, it's like, these are the ramblings of a madman here. Oh, definitely, yeah. Which, given what happens to him at the very end of the episode, (laughs) is probably warranted. Oh, dear. Uh, So then we cut through to Pearl, who's on the phone to Irene, who's uh, like mobile hairdresser, who lets know that Bob Carroll G from Tiswas will be stopping at the services. And then she gives us the full rundown of, oh, she was doing, doing her daughter, his daughter's hair, and she, he texted her from his mobile phone and said he was going to he's going to be stopping in on the on the uh, the 61 and where the only service on the 61. So he's popping into services. <laughs> but as I said, oh, last time I had a celebrity was uh, last August. Rugby player, Bill, Bill was it Bill DeMont or something? Or? Something like that, yeah. Uh, rugby player, miserable get. <laughs> he had a tennis worth of unleaded and orangero and buggered off. 
God, I can remember Orange Arrows, like very, very. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can they, just about, I just about remember Orange Arrows. They did make a brief comeback, like last year, like limited edition or something, really brief. Because I remember having one. Okay, but it was on like the only did like the big bars, didn't do the small bars. So mm. I always make it. I always make a point with sort of like certain chocolate bars. Um, I'm so upset that they don't make Mars Delights in this country anymore because ah. I used to fucking love Mars Delights. <laughs> they were beautiful. I'm trying to think, um, Spira for me. It was, I think it was like Cadbury's, but it was pretty much like a twirl, but more formed. It was almost like a straw. Let's see if I can... Uh, if I recognise the... No, I don't recognise the uh, don't recognise the packaging. Mm. Sort of like, it, it looks a little bit like um, the packaging you'd normally see on like Turkish Delight or something. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was, but it was... Uh... It's more like a sort of a formed twirl almost because it had like three holes around the middle, and uh, it was the just I think it was Cadbury that didn't, but I think they just discontinued because like they do flake and twirl anyway. So it's like, why do we need a Spira? Mm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Pill then gets excited, pulling out walkie-talkie, saying, "Oh, we need these. We're going to DefCon Five." Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Matthew's wiping down the fireman Sam, the fireman Sam kid he ride on. As Pills radio Miss Matthew just stands up and she's only over there. <laughs> and then the, the camera cuts from him all the way to Pill, who's like literally just on the other side of the room. <laughs> Can you hear me? Answer me. <laughs> but he's, he's like, Yes, you fat bitch. And he's like, well, he's like, Can you make sure to wipe the windows down, please? He's like, yeah, over. And make sure you use a cloth. And he's like, what else am I going to use? <laughs> then as he goes to reply, she doesn't hear it. So then he gets frustrated. He calls her, he calls her a stupid bitch over the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear, you literally just hear a, a, a thing of, excuse me. <laughs> so, um, then we have Paul Leroy, who's still advertising the prizes of... A foot spa, a health spa, or a £20 spa? <laughs> He's got a, co- a local spa. <laughs> He's got a couple of kids turn up. Uh, <laughs> Tell as, as, he is, kids. <laughs> as the... Uh, as, as he's, like, bullshitting over the, over the, to the, the airwaves, he's like, oh, it's absolutely packed down here. <laughs> the crowds are gathering. There's <laughs> two kids having a, having a little bit of a boogie in front of the... In front of the DJ decks. But he's also his wife has turned up for some for support, <laughs> allegedly, and just sitting sitting there looking bored. <laughs> I was just gonna say she had she was sat there with a face like a smack with ass. <laughs> so, uh, come back to Alan who's like, Do you want to see a picture of the wife? He's <laughs> so his wallet to an empty space. <laughs> As he says, uh, he's like, oh yeah, she, she left me. <laughs> but he finishes off with, oh, because I had a weekend fling with a barmaid called Tina. 
And then what was it? What was it? All that he was left with. And I know it was one was a stopcock. A stopcock, and he um, he mentioned spider something or other. I'm not too. I didn't catch the back end of it, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. No, but he's like, yeah, I did everything for. Her. <laughs> I did everything for her, everything she asked me to, and she let she left me all because I had a weekend fling with a barmaid called Tina. So the we cut cut to back to Matthews having to take down all the the top shelf magazines. As the uh, narrator let us know, Matthews not amused. (laughs) But he's like he's like talking to the camera like, "Oh, you think Bob Carroll's here to see a soft a soft call before?" It cuts to a wider shot where he's like still trying to take um, some of the blue stuff off the top shelf, and then eventually he just sort of like he's got like a great big pile in his hand. He just sort of like drops it over the, on the floor. Just like <laughs> can't be asked with this. So uh, Pearl's talking to a photographer. I think he would mention before of like I think he says something like, oh, "We'll get Keith down here with his camera." Mm. Uh, but she, she said he sort of stood there looking disinterested, and she she's like, "You know, Bob Carroll, geez." Used to do adverts for May- Elmer's mayonnaise. <laughs> might be bringing spit the dog. <laughs> apparently, they, apparently they go arm in arm. Apparently, it's like a, it's like a it's like another limb port to him. Oh, we never leave his own without it. <laughs> but, we're back with Alan, who's still ranting, blaming film film on the ways, and she's become she's become a Nancy's woman, wanting to get a degree. But he says the final straw came when I came home and finally trying to change a plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, then as he, as he says, I gave him a crack with that and shows his back end. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so the narrator it's 4pm and there's no sign of Bob or Spitz so Matthew's hoovering the red carpet saying hey look at this check this out that's her got a celebrity of... got a celebrity coming down who is it I don't know <laughs> I can't remember who it is who he, he um... oh it's yeah big, big celebrity's coming alright oh, who is it you know Richard Harris from this and this yeah it's not him, it's Bob Carroll's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh. that's what caught me. It's like, you know, Richard Harris was like, yeah, it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, it's Bob Carroll, geez, aren't we the lucky ones? And he's like, he's got to give that look of like, no, we're fucking not. <laughs> so now we've got Tanoi from Pearl, well, Tanoi for Pearl, and Sonya's on the phone. Uh, she walks past. Uh, some lad on the till, so I stand up, Oliver, just like your brother. And then Alison, use less chocolate sprinkles, not cheap. <laughs> so then uh, Pearl answers, it turns out Bob College is on the other side of the service, he's on the south side. Yeah, he's on the southbound side. <laughs> so <laughs> Matthew has to quickly stop over him, grab the carpet, and leg it over the bridge. So he tri- trips trips over the stairs, nearly taking the cameraman with him. <laughs> it's literally a case of sort of like um, 
the, the way it's filmed is like there's the cameraman cameraman's rushing behind Matthew with this carpet and sort of like he's partly rolled it up but there's like there's one edge that's sort of like hanging down I was like I I bet you I guarantee you Matthew's just gonna it's gonna like he's gonna trip over it sort of in some way or another mm. but he doesn't he doesn't so uh... He sprints, sprints down this bridge, which takes you over the motorway to the other side, and it's like he's going, he's leaving. We've missed him. He's going. <laughs> and then ca- the camera, camera sort of like zooms in on the car leaving, and the cameraman's <laughs> like right behind it, pelting after it. But then uh, Ma- Mafia radios Pearl, so he's gone, and he just said, "Oh, what a bastard." <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So then uh, we'll put back the Polaroid is packing up for the day. But this is why Sandra goes to grab some cable. He says, says, No, you, don't, you, get, you, you get that one. Until, like, this big, this like, massive speaker. And he's, he's the one grabbing the cables. <laughs> and the extension leads and that. So yeah, he grabs the cable, but then he says to it, Hurry up, it's raining. <laughs> so. Um... Then we jump through, cut through to an office. Alison's doing a makeup in a mirror. Pearl's putting a coat on. And the Pearl says, "Oh, you can have tomorrow." Since you came in today, and so I'll come in. I don't mind. Oh well, Dean has phoned up. She's going to come in tomorrow. It's like, are you sure? It's like, oh yeah, definitely. Take it, take it before I change my mind. And then she's looking <laughs> at the cam- she's looking at the camera. It's like, ah. and then as she walks off, Alison's there. She's like, she like goes from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Freaking hell for you. <laughs> so, uh, Alan was trying to sell that ARC again. Uh, 40, £42, I guess you break down cover and all that. The man walks off uninterested. Now, Alan just shouts, You can screw my wife and all if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but as the, the guy's walking off, he just like throws a pamphlet on the floor. And, uh, Alan says something like, Oh, I don't drop that. And he picks up and says, I don't know why I fucking bother. <laughs> It's like literally a case of like, yeah, don't drop that. That cost cost loads to make copies of this. Well then, uh, so we're back in Alice and Pearl exchange when they'll be in together next. Is, which is, it seems to happen in my job a lot. When you're in next, I'm like, oh, I'm in on Saturday. Oh well, I'm not. Well, I'll see you next week then. Yeah. Which Peter Peter said he threw it in from his cinema days. He said, oh, he's always had his fingers like, all oh, right, when you're in next. I'm like, oh, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, I'm not in tomorrow. Oh, I'll see you Thursday then. No, I'm not in Thursday. Oh, I'll see you Friday then. No, I'm not in Friday. And he's like, why does it matter? <laughs> like, Just your, your bog standard everyday speech, really. Yeah. So then we see uh, Pills, which lights off, and she informs the night, the night snatch. She's hung the keys up and done the note, the note wrote it's the next three weeks. <laughs> As the credits briefly start, if there's any problems, don't ring me. Unless <laughs> she's walking past a lad on the buffer, which I believe is still Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Said again, you missed a bit, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny that he's like, even from sort of like the start of the day, he's still there buffering. <laughs> it's. It's a fucking long shift if he is. Fair play to him. <laughs> well, then we have, uh, I think they used to do this on airline, where it was like, next week on airline. 
Mm. And we have next week on the services, and Pearl walks out the toilets. He says, I don't care whose it is, I don't care what it is, but it's floating. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see Ma- Ma- Matthew has first night nerves, and he's showing thrown up into the bingo. Oh, don't, don't film me, don't film me. <laughs> and finally, Alan smashes up his table. <laughs> and finally, Alan, Alan has a breakdown. He's literally. We forgot to mention as well, sort of like the um, the setup that he's got outside the services. It's just basically your bog standard cheap plastic um, deck chair and table. With sort of like, oh yeah, it's like the old white bloody um, like summer summer garden table, isn't it? You used to have right yeah. for barbecues and that. Yeah, and like the he's got a parasol, but yeah. it's a it's a cloth one, so it's not going to do anything for him. No. He literally kicks kicks it all up, like smashes it to pieces, running and raving. <laughs> and then it cuts to sort of like a, a, a shot of like the motorway um, road sign, and it sort of like you know pans a little bit to the right so it can take in the hard shoulder. And there's Alan sort of like walking down the motorway with his pants around his ankles, just like like ranting and raving. He's a uh... He's got his on his like white wife front and vest on you. He's singing "We Will Rock You" out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the services. And that's the pilot episode over and done with. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah that's so, uh, quite, quite an enjoyable little episode, that. I don't know. I, I can't remember if I record, mentioned it on when we first we started recording, but this was your first time seeing that Peter K thing, wasn't it? It was, yes. I think the the only experience I've had, sort of like of the Peter K of that Peter K thing, is like a very, very, very short clip of um, the Bingo Hall episode. Oh yeah, that just uh, basically two. Yeah, that just basically focuses on the the, the compare um, mm. that's there. But it's only like a little three minute clip. But yeah, bar that, I've not really had any experience with that Peter K thing before. Yeah. So this is my first first experience of it. <laughs> so are you looking forward to what's 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 ahead? I am. Yeah. Well, particularly with the the next episode because of the finale of season one of Phoenix Nine, it's sort of spoiled what was coming up with episode one but uh given that it's sort of like you could say the prequel you could say it's yeah you could say it's the prequel so it's sort of like phoenix nights really mm. um yeah it's, it's very much looking forward to it i also hear well i also hear that uh keith lard is meant to be turning up again in uh in the series which uh <laughs> after our experiences on uh on season one uh, <laughs> be very much looking forward to that um and then yeah yeah as i said i think the bingo hall one will be quite interesting because it uh takes place in in blackpool and uh, it'll be interesting to get your guys sort of uh little trips down memory lane (laughs) indeed it shall Mm. so but it's also there's a lot of uh repeat not so much well there's a few repeat characters or well first time characters that you'll see but there's also a lot of 
there's some brilliant one-liners and quips and stuff in this mm. season. But you'll probably go through and you'll be like, oh, they, they use that in Phoenix Nights. So the, the reference, there'll be something that, the references that you'll notice that pops mm. up again in Phoenix Nights sort of thing. And then you'll sort of go back and you might, you'll find it funnier or you'll be like, oh, they've said that already sort of thing or they've used that no, already. No, so. I think it'll literally be a case of me just finding it funny again because as much as I enjoyed this episode, it, the one thing I could probably say about it is that it wasn't very like quote heavy mm. like i mean it was an enjoyable episode but you know given that we've got the um prequel phoenix queue at uh brian potter's old club the next year club coming up next um be a nice little uh nice little return to i don't want to say return to form because that's sort of like it's almost giving the the pilot a bit of disservice when it isn't really mm. but yeah i'm just looking forward to uh what's to come Cool. Well, hopefully we'll have uh, the uh, alleged uh, sexy man with us. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to wait and see. So um, you'd best give yourself some plugs if you've got any. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we've been, we're still continuing our uh, our little lockdown review base uh, with the Lost Art of Wrestlebox. Um <clears throat> We record, recorded the uh, 2019 version of the National Wrestling Alliance's Crockett Cup event, uh, which is available to view, which was available to view on YouTube. And uh, myself, AXC, and uh, the Delivery Man, and as well as uh, Not Daz, were included on the recording. And uh, it was a fun time had by all, I must say. Uh, <laughs> particularly with some of the engagements and uh, differing opinions. <laughs> uh, given that Coxie is the uh, the editor in chief, uh, do, you, do you have a release date of when that will probably be out? Uh, this coming Monday, I want to say Monday. So it would be the if I can get the calendar up on the fifteenth. Fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, the 15th, uh, Monday the 15th of June, uh, that'll be out. And then uh, the next one after that is, uh, well, we're going to be recording on the Wednesday after the latest episode drops, um, having another look at New Japan, and it's their very first uh, solo show in the UK, Royal Quest. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a fun time had by all. Uh, that's Is it just mainly through uh, the Lost Art of, Lost Art of Wrestling? Yeah, it's all on the Lost Night of Wrestling channel, so on the Facebook. The, you can find it on the Twitter at LAOW Podcast. Uh, I've been posting stuff on our Instagram as well, the Lost Night of Podcasting, for some of the episodes, for the Crockett Cup and stuff, so mm-hmm. it goes through there, that channel as well. So, yeah, yeah and it's and, all uh, available on all platforms as usual. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and if you. If you're a you know a listener of the show and you can think of any more free content that we could possibly be uh, possibly be looking at, uh, be sure to make a mention either on the the Facebook group or the Twitter or wherever, and uh, it's something that we might consider. Um, but sort of like going forward, uh, particularly with the fact that uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced earlier this week that they're going to be um, bringing back just basically like bringing back the shows like the start in early next week um i think it might be a case of sort of doing not only sort of like looking at the retro shows but also like catching up on any fit any news or anything noteworthy from the events that uh happen from the 15th onwards 
So uh, yeah, that might be a might be a little uh, little little additional uh, put in with the usual reviews that we've been doing during the lockdown period. Cool. <laughs> Well, of course, you can find the Lost Art of Podcasting on Facebook or on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, as I've already mentioned, Lost Art of Podcasting, and we're on all good podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and some other ones. So. <laughs> well, uh, Lewis, thank you very much, and uh, well, thank I look you very forward much. to episode, well, episode one. Episode well, one, one, technically. Episode one, technically, of season two. But, yes. You know, yeah. Of that Peter K thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, for the Phoenix pod, I've been AXC. And I've been Lewis Ogden. We don't have a next. We can't say next. No, we can't, because <laughs> it's, not, it's not technically. We'll see you next time for the uh, Neptune Club episode. might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Life gets more magical when you dream. So dream of a Disney cruise filled with magic and wonder. <laughs> Hiya, pal! Sail from Florida to Disney's private island paradise and get ready for a dream come true with Disney Cruise Line.